0: Welcome to The Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of The Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Rachel McCreary on the line. Rachel, how are you?
1: I'm good, Michael. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. I am doing really, really well. Really looking forward to this conversation. You do some amazing work. So for those that aren't aware of you, why don't you share a little about you and the work you do, and then we'll dive into the conversation.
1: Yeah, sure. That sounds good. My name is Rachel McCrary. I'm an entrepreneur. My current company is called Gather Labs. It's a clinical diagnostics laboratory focused on better patient care.
0: I always ask entrepreneurs, you know, and I know the answer for myself, but, you know, I'm sure before you were an entrepreneur, you probably worked for some organizations and then decided, yeah, I want to be my own boss. But, you know, what was what was that like, especially in a. world of diagnostics and, you know, the same day diagnostics that your team does, you know, what, what prompted you to take that journey to go down the road and be your own entrepreneur, and especially in a very, very important sector such as diagnostics and healthcare?
1: Yeah, I actually came out of the womb as an entrepreneur, my mom says, I had entrepreneurial endeavors in in high school. Uh, I just kind of like wake up and I call it like, um, like how an artist or a musician i consider myself an artist and these things come in my stomach i get these ideas and they just get like louder and louder and louder until it's just like okay 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 you know and they they just come out so to me like building companies uh you know is is like an artist or or a musician or something would, would would build their art Um, so Gather Labs is actually my, my, my fifth company. I did have a corporate career for about eight years in New York. I was a fashion designer, specifically in lingerie. I was a lingerie designer. So, uh, I'm, I'm now a a lingerie expert that's disrupting the healthcare industry (laughs) and we can get into how that happens.
0: Oh, definitely interested in that, but I love the artist analogy because, We're creating things, you know, whether it's creating a business or creating a product or a service or a a different way to do things uh, or to make things better for people, that's creativity and when you have that spirit to want to do that where you lose track of time when you're working uh, that's when you know yeah I'm I'm an entrepreneur and this is something that I love doing and uh, yeah there's sacrifices but you know what it's the the ability to take an idea that is bouncing around in your stomach and then you finally say okay let's use some brain power on this and you launch something that is really really, instrumental and you you thrive from it 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 it, it's this energy boost that you can't get from any other place it's it you know i'm getting tingles right now just thinking about it it's 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 such an interesting thing especially when you look back and you go okay this is where this thought came about and now i'm looking at it and like wow this is like a, a living breathing entity that's doing amazing things
1: yeah, that, that is true. Like, you know, sometimes I always feel like it never goes fast enough. And, uh, people say I go a hundred miles an hour, but it's like, it's never, you always see like the, the future part and you always want it to be there, you know? And I said to, um, you know, this like spiritual advisor the other day is the shaman. And I was just like, I, I just want to change the healthcare industry and how, how diagnostics are done. And he goes, you already have. It just needs to make it bigger, you know? And it's just like, when you look back at the whole thing and how it actually like exists and you can drive down Robertson Boulevard and see it, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's funny, the word work, I always feel like, like that's not what I, what I do because there's a connotation of trading time for money and clocking in and clocking out. And that's just never been something that made sense to me. Um, you know, it's just like, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do with my life. And sometimes I get lucky enough to happen to get paid to do it, you know, or somehow it reaps a monetary benefit, but, but I would do it no matter what. Uh, it's just like, it has to happen. Like the trains, the trains going like, like, like someone that has like song lyrics or like something that they have to pay. And I definitely consider myself an artist. I actually did go to art school. My degree is in fashion design. Uh, so, so that's how, that's how my brain works. And, uh, I'm listening to, to Rick Rubin's book right now about the creative process. And I just apply all of it to to building a company and it's the same, it's the same thing to me. Um, so sometimes you switch gears, right. And you need to change the scenery, um, and to, uh, like change the channel. I call it like changing the channel. Like, you know, you, you just, okay, I need to, I need to change the scenery, but it's not like working or not working because it's always running in the background no matter what.
0: That's that's really cool. You're using Rick Rubin's book to you know kind of be a kind of a foundational about you know, launching businesses and things like that, because obviously Rick has been extremely successful uh, in his career. And uh, and obviously all the talent that he's worked with is, is a big thing. So before we forget, how did he go from lingerie to diagnostics? That, that, that is the connection point. I think a lot of people are, are trying right now, if they're listening at the moment, they're trying to figure out, okay, how did that happen? So uh, why don't you walk us down that path?
1: first of all it was never a decision like i don't ever remember sitting there saying i'm gonna switch what i'm doing um and i was actually raised by a scientist uh her her microscope is sitting right there uh my grandmother was was a big scientist she was the first woman to get a phd in a scientific field in the state of north carolina so somehow i was around science my my whole life but um so i i invented uh a bra called the rx bra that's a medically effective bra that's also cute and comfortable that's used for post, post-surgery As a co-founder of that company with with uh you know my two co-founders and that um you know uh, w- sort of introduced me to some people in in medical and uh, then I have a friend from living in Hong Kong, developing, you know, other lingerie products like most bra designers lived lived in Hong Kong or China at some point. So <clears throat> at the beginning of the pandemic, someone that I that I met um when I was building my company called called Jewel Tone uh, it was a shaper company, um, he he needed he asked me, you know, to help him at the beginning of the pandemic. And then, um, you know, some of the doctors that I was working with for the bra uh, and then some some friends that worked in healthcare were just like, you know, hey, um, you know, could could you help with some things? And my friend that has a biotech company that I met while I was making bras, um, he asked me to help him. And I helped him uh with his um like EUA applications for uh his his SARS-CoV-2 lateral flow immunoassays. And I just kind of learned everything about it and I have a photographic memory and we were on lockdown. And, uh, you know, I just took a knock to it and there were a lot of important people that, you know, were like, wow, like, how do you know how to do this? And I was like, I I don't know. It's just, it's just like in there and, you know, ended up training, uh, training a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of like surgeons and, and doctors on the different, you know, Types of tests and like when you would use a serological test and you know what are what are the different um, ranges mean for IgM and IgG and you know spike proteins and active viral load and an antigen versus you know um, uh, like an active viral load and what you're looking for and why and they're not all equal and uh, not that one is good or bad but you use them for different reasons so I just became an an educator for for SARS-CoV-2 not really so much for work just like happened you know and I was helping my friend and I was using uh labs I was communicating with labs for him because he couldn't kind of fly here. And I just remember looking at the labs like when we would go there to 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 use them as reference sites for clinical trials and and I just was like, wow, like I this is just like a dinosaur like this this hasn't changed. and then as I learned I learned more about how you know medical and 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 science are totally different and laboratory licensing and medical licensing and you know, the different staffing that you would do for that are totally different teams that have nothing to do with each other, which I didn't really know before that. And, uh, you know, I started, you know, getting offered like every job in the world and in, in diagnostics. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a terrible employee. Like, you don't want that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I, I was just like, you know what? Like I was just standing in a lab and this person at the front desk was just like kind of dead inside and had lost, you know, some data. And I was just like, this is crazy. This is supposed to be like science. And it's just like, you know, just needs a lot of help. So I was just like, I'm just going to disrupt that. So it just kind of happened. And then I learned about, you know, CLIA and clinical laboratory amendments and all of the regulations and um, you know how to build a lab, and just kind of built it one one brick at a time. I obviously employed doctors and, and scientists, and um, I went back to school at UCLA and became an EMT. Uh, you know, swabbed a lot of people for for, for COVID, and um, you know, but the, the the intention was always to to build like a mini quest or lab core, if you will, that does everything uh, just in a smoother. Process and just um you know to have the same capabilities but to change the tech, the hospitality and the process around it. Uh, I've had some health problems and um, waiting for diagnostics for a long time can just be like nail biting. And you know if that can be a smoother process and like why why is that why is there no or, or very little like sort of care and, and 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 love and kindness in that? Why is it so transactional? You know how how, how can we make that a little, a little bit of a softer landing. If you can imagine, you know, someone that, that is, you know, like on dialysis or, or has, um, you know, thyroid or, or someone that's elderly or just has a chronic condition that has to get diagnostics all the time, you know, how that can just really, you know, change, change their, their life and their whole process with medical. So, so here we are. So gather Labs was born. Uh, to to change the process and the hospitality and the care and the tack around receiving traditional diagnostics.
0: As a former healthcare executive, I, I give you a standing ovation for wanting to you know, get rid of the dinosaurs that are riddled throughout the system. And from a diagnostic standpoint, the same-day diagnostics is such a game-changer for So many things, you know, from because normally it's like, oh, it would take a week to get the results back, you know, that, okay, you know, that person, whatever, you know, they're being tested on is going to be stressing about it for a week. And we know what stress does to our bodies. It just can amplify problems instead of just, okay. And also from a treatment standpoint, you know, the clinicians will go, okay, the results are back. This is this, okay, this is the course that we're going to take. You said something a few minutes ago. About how you you had discovered that you know the the medical and the labs kind of things were these separate entities instead of this ecosystem that works together on things, and the fact that you recognize that and you're like no this is it shouldn't be this way there should be more of a harmonious movement of uh, not only for patient experience but just. You know the example you gave of you know the person in the lab that just looked dead. It's like this is so critically important work to be able to get the tests, diagnose whatever the situation is, come up with a resolution or solution or identify what's going on, so that patient can get whatever type of treatment we currently have available then of course, on top of it, you know capturing all of this data and information to move us towards better treatments for whatever it happens to be whether it's covid cancer you name it whatever the situation is without you know these diagnostics being done in a shorter time frame uh, it prolongs things and you saw an issue and you because you're the entrepreneur that you are said well, let, let's fix this. I, I I sat on so many governmental committees on healthcare and trying to implement you know, changes. I know that's a very dirty word in healthcare sometimes is change, um, but implement some things to make things better for everybody, not just the patients, but the clinicians, the whole system to streamline things. It's like, why are we doing that? Because we've always done that okay, well, you know, it's like we we used to ride horses and had buggies to get us to places. Now we have vehicles and eventually self-driving and flying and all the other inventions or inventions is going to be coming. But at the end of the day, it's like, just because that's how we're doing it, does that make sense now? And in many cases, it doesn't. So it's, it's breaking through those barriers and establishing those healthcare partnerships that, you know, before we're like, well, I, we just send it over and then they send it back eventually. And then we go from there, but they're, you know, they don't even know who's there. And I think the work that you're doing, especially when people that, quite frankly, normally aren't trusting. And again, I worked with doctors for a long time. A lot of times they're not that trusting on things, but the fact that you were able to break down those barriers and you you basically had a pick of all kinds of different opportunities speaks volumes to what you launched and what you discovered. So congratulations to you on that.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's really, really important. And It's you know one of those things where, you know, and I know we're getting close to you know ending time, but there's so many other questions I want to ask you. But one of the things you know that came to me too when you know I was taking some notes and things like that is, you know, obviously you want to expand this and you want this, you know, maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this would be amazing for this to be a global way of doing things and retire the way things were done before. So, you know, where is that? Cause you know, when you, you mentioned earlier too, about, you know, having the conversation uh, with your shaman and they told you, you already have, well, you're in that. Yeah. But it's got to grow bigger. So, you know, where are things as far as growing bigger for you right now?
1: Yeah, so obviously, our 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 dream would there to be a gather labs in you know every every city where everyone knew they could go to the counter like an Apple store uh, and you know order a diagnostic through the help of <coughs> physicians or, or clinicians there. Um, and our 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 dream is to change the psychology around it. We've acquiesced to you know lab tests taking a long time and lab tests being you know, when you're sick, uh, diagnostics are really cool and getting information from your own body is really empowering. And it shouldn't just be for just when you're sick, look how obsessed everyone is about their steps, you know, and their phone and like getting like anything from, from, from wearables. What if they could have all of the information that me and my team can get all the time of like, you know, Instead of shooting in the dark and taking you know, medical advice from from Instagram and ordering apple cider vinegar and turmeric, like maybe you don't need that. Like maybe there's something else that would make you feel a little bit better. It's not necessarily some big diagnosis, but if you're low in like vitamin K or magnesium or you know have have some level that's downtrending. no one's going to tell you about it unless it's in in the red and i experienced that myself as i had some some levels that were downtrending over a few a few quarters and i like laid them all out on the table and looked at it and was like why is no one looking at this they're just gonna wait until it's a huge problem there's something you can do about it you know there's a supplement you can take or um you know something you can do uh in your in your wellness routine to so just like feel better like why you know, I just want to change it so it's not just used as a thing of once a year or either, you know, for sick people that it's like, you know, health, we're obsessed with health optimization. And, you know, the tiny little bit of people in Beverly Hills, that can come to gather labs are, are used to that, that, you know, the gym rats and, and, you know, health nuts and and things like that, like shouldn't be shooting in the dark for your wellness and, and supplements. Like, why don't you just look and see what it is that your body needs? You know, I don't take things unnecessarily. So. That's the dream, and that's the goal: is to to build out as many as we can, and then also uh, have it fast and affordable enough to where um, you know you can just use it as part of part of your wellness.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled that you know, especially with the wearables and you know all the other things, it it you feel better. Yeah, and I think when you feel better, than stressful situations in life, you're able to navigate either around them or through them a whole lot easier. And if you're not feeling well, it's typically your body's telling you something's off. And then you go to the doctor, you get the blood work done and they say, okay, you're low on this and this, but you know, that didn't happen overnight. And the fact that you could go and say, okay, I want to get a, you know, a a full body of diagnostics on what's going on right now. So that way you can see, all right. Yeah. It says, you know, you know, Dr. Instagram said, you know, you got to take this and, you know, it, shotgun apple cider vinegar doesn't taste good people it's like remember when dyeing your eggs as kids or something you know imagine drinking that stuff that's pretty much what it tastes like um and and yeah. I don't recommend you drinking that but it, or the the egg dye anyway but again, it's like, well, I'm going to do this, I do this. And all of a sudden, you might be adding something to your body that your body doesn't need. And all of a sudden, you're over on something, which of course, has a connection to other things. So it's like, it's better for you to get an understanding of what does your body need, and then supplement it or you know add it to your food intake, whatever makes sense for you based on what those needs are, you'll start feeling better, you start feeling better, you start sleeping better, your cognitive ability improves the opportunities that you know, you're know you looking for in life become clearer because you feel better. And just feeling good is such an amazing thing. Um, and unfortunately, and I see it all the time when I was working in healthcare clinics and all that, there's so many people that aren't feeling good and a lot of it is within their control to be able to address that and but they don't they don't take ownership in their health and it's like we only get one of these things so do your best to take the best care possible and obviously with the work you're doing with gather labs you're, you're making that possible for people thank you so anything else before we wrap up? Because I know we we covered a lot of ground and you know it's um, I'm absolutely thrilled to have had this conversation with you because again, it's it's speaking to what you know I you know, in my years of being a, an executive in healthcare, I want people to live healthier. I nothing would make me happy. It's like, you know what, we're gonna shift this clinic from being a you know a doctor's office to more of a proactive wellness type of environment where people are coming in to check and see what they need to tweak and things like that, instead of dealing with their, you know, five chronic diseases that they're dealing with and all of that. So anything else that you'd like to highlight before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. You know, just, just, just that. And there's such a big focus on mental health and spirituality and things like that. And, you know, a lot of people with physical you know, elements and stress. See, see, All of that is a luxury. It's hard to focus on 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 your mental health when you when your brain's just going to like wherever the the physical pain is. So, you know, all full body optimization comes from you know, uh, mind and body wellness and and making sure that that you physically feel good first. Otherwise, the rest of it's pretty pretty challenging. Um, you know, and then you know, anybody that has a big crazy dream or something inside of them that you feel like it has to come out. You know, I encourage you to just try and like, and like at least take the first step and you don't know how it's all going to unfold and have all the answers, but you know, just, just starting is doing and trying is doing. And then eventually it'll just take on a life of its own and, and and blossom into something that, that you look at and say like, oh, wow, I created that. And going back to what you said in, in the beginning, about that feeling of, of looking at that. I always say, um, you know, the two best feelings in the world are being in love and getting a really big, like startup win and, and just building something that you're just inherently proud of because, you know, you did something that everyone said was impossible and hard. And, and then, and then, and then, and then then it happened.
0: Yeah, you're you're definitely an inspiring human being, and I'm so thankful for you and this amazing work, Rachel. So, where where can people find out more about you, Gather Labs, and all this amazing work you're doing?
1: Yeah, Gatherlabs.com and Gatherlabs on 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 Instagram, and you can find me. I'm Rachel McQuarrie, and I'm on LinkedIn and and Twitter and Instagram myself. And anyone can just reach out to me and ask me anything.
0: Sounds good. We'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, again, Rachel, thank you so much for this conversation. Really love talking with you, and thank you for all this amazing work you're doing.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the The Breakfast Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.